Welcome to the Onassis Air Conversations. My name is Mirto Katsimicha. I'm a curator and cultural worker based in Athens and your host in this series of recorded encounters with the participants of Onassis Air. Founded on the principles of learning and doing with others, Onassis Air is an international research residency program in Athens initiated by the Onassis Foundation in 2019. They say that what happens in one place stays in that place. I cannot find a better way to describe all the things that have been happening inside the Onassis Air House since I first entered as a participant of the Critical Practices program in fall 2019. The truth is, it is not easy to transmit an open-ended process of relationing which is very personal and relevant to a specific place and moment in time. How can I then give you a glimpse into that process? Everything starts with a conversation. Throughout this series, I'll be speaking with the Onassis Air participants to shed light on their artistic practices and needs, as well as to reflect on ways of being and working together. In this conversation, I'm very happy to be speaking with Hare Isra Muhammad, Hari is a researcher and editor focusing on the intersection between literature, art, locality and its ecosystem, especially in eastern Indonesia. Hari is a co-founder and part of Jalur Timur, an independent collective whose praxis develops around contemporary art and cultural activism in eastern Indonesia and beyond. He is a participant of the School of Infinite Rehearsals Movement 5, delving into a collective study on issues of governance and more specifically the notion of self-organization. Today, we will discuss about the notion of the collective and the role of friendship and care in fostering collective governance. Harry, welcome to Palirum. Thank you so much, Mirto, for having me here for this uh, wonderful evening. Thank you very, very much for joining me and also a big thanks for the wonderful meal that you prepared for us today and that we had uh, the chance to share. I think that food sharing uh, is, a very, is a great metaphor to start talking about collaboration and collective effort. And I want to mention that um, just for the sake of the joke, that the first thing that we did this morning was going together and finding a banana leaf in order to uh, create this meal. And we had to carry this leaf in the main streets of Athens to reach the Onassis airspace. So that was really fun. And um, thank you so much for bringing me in this. Yeah, uh, having a banana leaf uh, thing together is a very amazing um, experience for me because banana leaf in the country where I live is... Uh, available almost everywhere so we don't need to walk that far and become a spectacle and um, talking about banana I, i want to talk a little bit about banana tree because it's it's very a little bit intriguing for me to talk about it uh, banana tree i can say has lots uh, to do in the context where i live in indonesia in general and south sulawesi in particular so in most cases people eating above the banana leaf that we just did before After working together, after doing gotong royong, which directly translates as organic collective working in informal, voluntary, and joyful way. And most of the times, there was always lots, lots of food after. So there's this idea of festivity. So the fact that we eat above the banana leaf 
at the end of our residency also fits with the idea of festivity uh, in eating in banana leaf after collective working of seven weeks. So for me, it's also the right moment to do that. And banana um, in Bugis Makassar, in the province where I live, also has like some kind of like cosmological aspect on it. So in the wedding, um, for example, um, there's always like a day before wedding, there's this ritual. And in this ritual, in the groom's or in the bride's side, um, there's always a food made of, uh, aside from coconut or palm sugar, also made from banana. Then I recently I discovered why there's always a banana in, 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 in that ritual. Then I discovered that the banana thing, the banana leaves, before they fall down to the ground, the old one, the young one will appear. So it's like kind of like an idea of regeneration embodied or embodied in, in the banana tree. So having that here and finding thin and eating with the banana leaves is very special. It's very meaningful for me. And also we took the, the leaf from a friend of mine who has is connected to this banana tree for another reason. Um, for, um, for the reason that his grandfather planted this banana tree in the house and this exists since the 70s. So it's a kind of a connection um, across the generations between people. But since you brought up the idea of um, regeneration, I'm wondering, is regeneration connected somehow to self-organization? Regeneration has like, related, I guess, with the question that we uh, discussed uh, in our collective research. What, how do, we cre- how do we create structure that uh, works without us? So past uh, one of our friends uh, mentioning this with uh, the idea of vanishing. But for me, I think it's the idea of sharing responsibility um, and sharing roles before like uh, other or this, this person um, goes out of to, from the organization. I, I like to think about it from football because I really love football. So... Uh, I don't have any other examples here, but uh, the examples here is coming from a big, big, a very big club. But okay, let's let's uh, compromise with this. So Lionel Messi, uh, which is known as uh, the greatest footballer um, in, the, in the world, um, he left Barcelona uh, to to Paris Saint Germain uh, this year. And what happened to Barcelona was that. They're, they're messed up right now because Lionel Messi, he played like three roles at the same time. He played as a playmaker. He played as a goal scorer. He played as an uh, as, as those who gave an assist to the, to the forward. So when this guy vanished from Barcelona, like how, how, how do we start? Because there was, people were relying on him per se to, to, to do, to create a chance to create a goal or something. It's very different, for example, with um, my favorite football club, Liverpool. There's always like rotation. So there's always like this, uh, okay, there's this senior guy, there's this senior uh, player and middle player and also a young player, which is 19 or 20 years old, playing uh, together. So there's always like the changing role and rotation in the team. And I, I guess it's like, imagine this in a self organization. So there's like a rotation of responsibility, rotation of role in something. Which I guess somehow in our residency here we we do we do it, but we don't really realize it in a way. For example, in cooking and something, and yeah, uh, that's what I 
No, thank you very much for sharing yeah. that. And I'm also glad that you brought up uh, Goton Royong, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. And this reminds me of uh, the first week that we spent together and actually the, the time where we had to introduce each other to our practices. And you did something that was uh, very interesting to me, the way that you introduced yourself. Basically, what you did was that you divided us into three groups and you told, let's say, your life story to the first group. And then the first group had to transfer this knowledge to the third group, to the second group, and then the second one to the third and so on. And um, this transfer of knowledge and information uh, and the aspect of storytelling plays uh, an important role, I think, in your individual, but also in your collective uh, work with Jalur Timur. And I wanted to ask you more particularly, what does Jalur Timur stand for? I think what I uh, like about storytelling is that the story can develop uh, further and further and further without uh, someone claiming which which who's who has this story who has that story so i love that because it's also like um uh, people can add something to it so people can participate in the in the story uh, this is very different for example with the textual based because in the textual base uh, you have like this and this and that you cannot really modify something it's different with storytelling so when it comes to the other people sometimes there is a modification or there is a reduction as well and it, it, it plays like intertwined to one another. So that's why I really love uh, uh, storytelling because it tells about the improvisation and the spontaneity, which I guess something that we uh, practice in our uh, collectives as well, like improvisation and spontaneity. Well, let's do it. Okay, okay. And uh, maybe also because I'm coming from, I can say that it's like, uh, it's not like an oral culture per se, but it's like... Um, uh, where the the orality is kind of like I can say kind of like more dominant than uh, uh, literacy, so maybe that influences me as well to uh, tell the story in that way. So um, also it's 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 related to the idea of regeneration. Right? Regeneration you re regenerate the story from one uh, group to the other group. So in a way that. Because if you tell the story to the other people, it's no longer my responsibility, right? So there is no one who claims, whose responsibility is this? Or not, not, not that no one is claiming. So the responsibility will be shared and also will be, uh, yeah, will be shared to the other people. And you have the responsibility to share it to the other people again. So this kind of like a rolling responsibility is something that... Uh, uh, also, something in in something that we do in in our collective. So Jalur Timur is um, so we set up this uh, collective in 2015, and it started um, it started it started like really um, doing something in 2019. So Jalur Timur means like a, a path. Uh, Jalur is a path. Timur is east. So it's like the because we are focusing more on eastern part of uh, Indonesia, where the context of uh, most of us lives. So it stands for like a um, um, a path uh, of the east, something like that. So uh, we, why 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 Eastern Indonesia? Because like um, it's very close to us in a way. It's very close to the context where where uh, where we live. Also, sometimes there's this narrative like um, generalization of people from this. Ah, oh, it should be few from people from the east, while neglecting the diversity of east is very like. 
be so sometimes sometimes there's something like this so that, that kind of narrative that we also want to uh raise the diversity of um you know of 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 people living in the eastern uh, part of indonesia so um and you also told me before that uh the western part is kind ah, of more dominant in yeah in the I discourse. can say that. even even now even even now i can say like um there's never a, a president like a real president um coming from eastern part of indonesia there was once but he's not really uh, he born there but he spent most of the time and only uh, ruled for one year so it's like um you cannot be there is always this in general like, oh come on people outside of javanese island cannot be the president now and blah 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 so there's something like that uh there's something like uh but there's something like a kind of like narrative domination uh, in that and so yeah i think that's also something that trigger us to to for example there are some stories some films film in films i i saw like lots of films made by people from let's say jakarta made uh films about uh, papua or from uh, obat makassar and it's so biased in a way so there's just like a, a gap uh so why don't we tell the stories uh, why don't we tell our own stories with ourselves uh, speaking uh, without being represented by the others so that's also uh, one of the one of the reasons for uh, for that would you like to talk about your most uh, recent uh, research project ah so re- my recent project it's very uh, interesting to talk i think uh, so the recent project is lontara duri so it's like an old manuscript um compiled by uh, this uh, scholar from Duri uh, he passed away in 1990s during 1990s so he collected collected uh, and transcripted and trans uh, transliterated to from Lontara is Lontara is um uh, traditional um Duri Bugis Makassar and also um people in the South Sulawesi uh, letter and uh, he trans- transcribed it and to latin and transliterated to indonesia so it was in 1987 but it wasn't um disseminated so we 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 kind of came to to the idea like uh, also it's supported by the by the foundation that set up by the family so then we came okay let's do it let's do let's uh, it's very important because sometimes uh, people from duri are neglected not people sometimes thinks oh they're not uh, part of an ethnicity something like that yes yeah so because they don't have this lontara so sometimes this lontara becomes something that you will be recognized as an ethnicity lontara is like the story of a people yes it's like the story of the people the origin of the of the of the place like, of Egosmogony, the but focusing yeah. on the people yeah It's like uh, the story of origin. Mm-hmm. It's something like that. So then we edited the stories. So for a year, for almost a year, we edited the stories. We did research. We went to Adrekang, uh, to Duri, um, and we take pictures of. So we also we added the languages of Indonesian language to be more accessible to the wider public because the languages there are some sentences that is not completed and some. Uh, there are some grammatical like um, and then we take a look at it again also with the with the original uh, Latin version and rewrite it in a way so rewrite it so people can uh, rewrite it in the format of a novel 
so it's it's more like easy to digest also the the format of the book um we kind of like change it to more full color with a hundred pictures that has reference to the to the text so for example uh langda is like a like a rice barn or lumbung in 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 rekang and we have the picture of that also because it's mentioned on the text so some uh, um activities or um um or, or food or food or plants or animals that mention on the text or even like a river mountain we put it in 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 the book so we we, we do it that way in 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 a way to make it more interesting uh, to read so people will not get bored because lontara is almost always associated with something really old so even from the cover uh, from the cover from the how it's package is always old school mm. so we do that in order to like, let's create this perception that it's not it can be made contemporary in a way it can be made not an old school at least from the packaging as well it's not, it doesn't look like an old school thing yeah i was yeah. talking with another artist in the past um, about the role of tradition and how uh, if we see tradition in through a different perspective yeah. we can reuse it in a way and, yeah and it, this also comes back to the concept of regeneration that yes, we were talking about exactly uh, the idea is like um, also why we uh, create in that format to be able to make the young generation like interested to read that one so that's the last uh, project and we do it collaboratively For example, we have a photographer from Makassar. We also a photographer from Enrekang, uh, the place. So they're collaborating to take pictures. Also, like so, an interesting part is that people who work on it are all from different ethnic background. There's also people from Duri, but also people from the other ethnicities. So in a way, that can belong to many to many uh, groups. That's a very nice yeah. idea. How many people are part of uh, Jalur Timur? Um, I can say there are eight or eight eight people. Uh, so now we also establish new space called Riwanua. So Jalur Timur is like um, uh, we we divide like previously it's all by Jalur Timur. Now with the establishment of Riwanua or new space. Uh, Jaurti will be more focusing on research and archiving and documentation while production of knowledge, while the dissemination of knowledge will be run by Riwanua. Okay. But it's it's the same people inside, so yeah. And uh, how do you see your individual work in relation to the collective work that you are involved with? I think, uh, I, I guess I don't really distinguish that uh, individual and uh, and in in and collective work because sometimes uh we we have like i i i think i never really something do something like uh with my own individual or like um you know sometimes like the the idea of the artist is a genius doing something alone i never do that i i mostly do it collaboratively with uh, friends even when i write uh, literary critics or something i will call friends asking them What do you think about this? Blah 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 blah. So it's not. I I don't want to claim that it's my individual practice in a way because there's there's a people uh, involved. Maybe because the way I think of the collective is a bit like um, I don't think that people uh, who are part of the collective is only people who are the, who run the organization. 
Uh, let's say there's eight of us who run the organization, but also I think those who support us, like the family, the friends who are not part of the collective, is also part of the collective in a way, but in a more like a giving support. So let's say like, uh, uh, for example, my mom, uh, he's, um, he's a chef and he, he, she, she's a chef, she brought the food to the organization, and it's somehow like something like that. So something that sometimes is invisible, we don't think they're part of the collectives, but I think they're part of the collective, but giving more of like a support, even like giving you permission for example, to do uh, to go somewhere to do something, especially if you are uh, if you if you are uh, if you already have a family, sometimes it can be giving a permission uh, to 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 do something. It's also part of the support. So the idea of uh, collective for me is not only those who are doing the collective, but also those who are supporting the collective, even in indirect way. In 2019, as you know, we went uh, to Indonesia with uh, Nasir Zair as part of the critical practice program. And one thing that made a, very, a great impression to us was the large number of collectives that exist in Indonesia, but also the way that they, um, they relate and they collaborate with each other. And I had a similar experience when I traveled to Mexico City. And I think that I realized how embedded collective work uh, is in the ways that you work and also that there, di- there is a difference in the way that we perceive or conceive of a collaboration. Mm. And I'm interested to know what you think about that and also what was your personal urge to, and your collective's urge to apply for okay. the school? I think one of the ways, like, I have uh, like different not only conception, but also the availability of time is very important because uh, what I see like uh, in the West, let's say, from what I've seen is like the conception of time is like um, a bit different. I don't know how to really, um, how to use it in in the vocabularies of English, but I feel it's a bit different in a way like um, we're hanging out a lot, I can say, in Indonesia. We hang out a lot and we spend time sometimes until 2, until 3, and sometimes it's like, it's very fluid. Maybe, maybe because there isn't, there isn't really much industrialization. So people still have lots of time to, to, to share their time with the others, which enabled them to you know, um, create, uh, uh, build a trust by hanging out. So I think that's uh, that's a kind of thing. Also, maybe maybe the second one is not um, um, there isn't yet so much uh, art institution that gives like funding and something and something. So people don't really fight with the don't really compete with each other for the same resources in a way. Yeah. So I think that that uh, that's a thing. Um, about why it's hard to apply the school in infinite rehearsal. Oh wow, it's a it's a tough question, and I think the first one is um, it's a way for for us to survive. I can say for us to survive. I don't want to be naive. Like 
hell this is uh, with uh, if i if i uh, what i mean uh, the way to survive is that uh, for example i remember i, I talked with ash about this uh, in the feedback session and he said the money that you get here is not supposed to spend here which is yes oh, the money that i got here i think i spend for like say paying the rent in in the, in the market and something so uh, that help uh, that helps also us to 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 survive you know and uh, and the second one uh, i really like the idea when i go outside of the collective let's say um, um and going abroad sometimes i can see what we were or are doing in a distance and looking at like oh there is not there is something here for example that isn't there or or maybe like a, uh, like um um Uh, in reverse what isn't uh here uh, what isn't there but there uh, uh that is available here so it's something like you know i can make a um, comparison of of what happens here and there and the third one i think it's also the most important is friendship so i learned a lot from all of uh, the rest of the group i learned for example from path i learned about about some questions that are very intriguing also the questions about how do we how do we create structures so on from Joey uh, I learned about um, art union and something from uh, Asle I learned about sharing resources uh, like creating um, OMUS um, a format to sharing uh, sharing resources from Nuno I talked about the food and which made me realize hell yes the food that that uh, I which I, I didn't understand that the food why my mother for example or many mother in in uh, South Sulawesi and Indonesia in general before you want to go out she used to uh, give you best food for example before I came to uh, London for my master my mother cooked like what do you want best best cook the best food that I tried and then I understand because when you eat from the others it means that there's an energy there is a knowledge that you eat so it's like the idea of eating the other through the food comes through your body and then from that moment you started to uh reduce all the prejudice so i think uh the friendship is uh something really important that uh, you know in your group what common ground did you find in terms of self-organization and how did you work together yeah this is very interesting because each of us has uh, our or in our own interest so uh, for example and also each of us doesn't have a single interest so we have so many interests and sometimes it works like crisscrossing one another it doesn't run in a single or linear way like for example let's choose three questions that we want to Uh, elaborate and then eliminate the other interests. So we, we 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 do that as well. Like we connect it one another, and also we keep our, each of our interests. So while we're visiting, um, you know, one another, uh, we 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 kind of like uh, uh, relate to one another as well. So the idea is not um, um, going together with uh, single questions like uh, in academics and academics with a single or two questions but like with many questions crossing one another which I really really love because it's divergent rather than convergent 
So the format itself made me think, like, oh, wow, we can do this kind of research without eliminating each other interest. What was your initial research uh, question? My initial research question is about sharing resources. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I, I'm so interested to find like um, how people share resources in order to survive as an organization. So I think that's uh, the, 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 the questions. Also, like, how do we build trust aside from just hanging out? So how do we how do we how do we create trust? Because trust is without that we cannot collaborate to one another. Something that is quite uh, difficult to build. So because the in in the context where I live, we build it in hanging out. Is there any po- other possible way? And then I think one of the ways to by working together. So it's not only hanging out, but it's only like it's also working together, in a way. In terms of sharing resor- uh, resources. What about the Athenian context? How do you see self-organization ah. happening in the city? We went to some places, and uh, each place has its own, you know, has its own um, story to 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 myself. For example, while visiting Tavros, uh, they have this um, translation of languages uh, spoken by people in the neighborhood. Which for me is very interesting. Like uh, they, and they put the the uh, magazine or newspaper in the bakery, so people read. And this also the story about people, and it's also they have this kind of archive recording of the people talking about the people in the neighborhood. For me, it's like in, very, very like uh, giving me something new. So again, if we come back with the questions before, what this residency has to do with me, I guess it enhances what I what I've practiced before, and also give me something new. And give me a new approaches to, to to do something with the community sim I learn like there's this layer of 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 decision making like oh there is so give me another way another possible way to create a decision making um to 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 create an, a democratic decision making for example how to how uh if it's too much people uh what's 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 going to be the consequences of decision making if it's separated like core group and an association and also like the um the rest of the uh, also the public uh how do we the, the point is that how do we create decision who is going who is going to affect that decision is something so the question about decision making is is is, is very uh is a very interesting thing from from uh, communityism so All, all these examples that uh, you just brought to the table uh, yeah. take me back to a, a, a short text that I was reading the other day, The Machinery of Hopelessness by mm. David Graeber, where he says, and I'm quoting here, becoming aware of alternatives allows us to see everything we are already doing in a new light. Basically, in this text, he argues that capitalism and um, productivity have led us to... And Uh, the way that states are organized have led us to a period of hopelessness where we don't think there are any alternatives. Mm. So seeing the alternatives perhaps makes us realize that we can think of, we can imagine new things. Yes, exactly. They exist. Exactly. Somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, um, that's what I thought before. uh, What isn't here and what isn't there makes me realize that Shit, something, something it's it's possible, but sometimes there's this dilemma of context. We cannot easily like uh, replicate something from different context to the to another context. We need to take a look at it, 
take a look at the, take a look at it again and reinterrogating again where the possibility of 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 doing that. But um, yeah, and a quote, I love David Graeber. One of the quotes is uh, uh, also like um, so from those according to the abilities to those according to their needs. It's really like um, something that we practice as well in in our uh, organization. So. Uh, for example, uh, in a very simple way, f- to pay the rent. If you don't have, we, we, it doesn't have to be. It it has to be like those who have the abilities. So, for example, here in 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 um, in Onassisera, I have a little bit abilities to pay that. I will pay that. When maybe in the next time I don't have it and my friend have it, it it's going to be my friend. So it's something like that. Like um, you know, um, according to the abilities they need. Who has the ability? But uh, then. Something that we have to, you know, we have to notice. Sometimes if we feel, this is sometimes that happens also in organization. If we feel like we contribute a lot, then we have more right mm. to, to do something. No, it's 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 because we, we we for example, ah, we pay, I pay lower rents, then I have the rights to do this. This is something that we need to avoid as well. So it doesn't mean that because you uh, contribute more, then you can have more rights. So it's something like um, very interesting to elaborate as well. Uh, since you mentioned the decision-making process of uh, communities mm. um, and that that was quite interesting for you, I remember that you told me before that in your collective there is no disagreement. Yeah. How is that possible? <laughs> so when you when, when, when you asked me about that before, then I talked to my friends in the collective, asking when the last time we had disagreement? Shit, and no one remember it. No one remember it. Maybe because like we see this agreement not as some kind of like rejection, but as some kind of like seeing a new possibility. Like what if this? What if doing that? What if blah, blah, blah. So rather than rejecting, looking at another possibility, but it's only inside of our collective. I remember when we had like a commission with the other institution, we had like disagreements as well because we have our own standard. Oh, come on. We don't want to be intervened with this, our standard of working. We don't want to intervene. And so we have lots of disagreement uh, with the other, uh, when, when, we work, when we work with the institution. But within our collective itself, I think um, there's maybe because we know uh, each other a lot as well. Mm. Uh, like, like we know for um, quite many years. So we don't have that uh, much uh, disagreement. I would love to be able to attend one of your meetings <laughs> yes. and really observe that. Yes, yes, yes. As a collective, are you afraid of institutionalization? Ah, it's very interesting questions. Uh, past uh, talk about this before. Like, uh, it's better to dream about an institution rather than thinking about forming an institution. But I think. I myself, why not? Why we we need to be afraid of institution? Maybe I I read a, a very nice conversation between Casadopovo and Ruang Rupa. So and the question is uh, and the, the conversation is very interesting because they think that you in European they they are afraid of institution because there are lots of institutions. So but in in the context of Brazil and Indonesia, for example, in that conversation. They kind of like imagining institution as resources, which is very interesting. Not because sometimes when you have like institution, you will be subjectified with the institution, right? You need, they have certain procedures. They have blah, 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 blah. So you need to follow that. But when imagine an institution as resources, something that 
you can exchange in 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 um you know in um in horizontal way so also like some uh, some of us is not most of us in 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 our collectives we have this kind of like imagination to to create a university let's say like 10 or 15 years maybe i we don't know we don't know the time but we have this idea because we i can say the university uh, especially in art humanity arts and humanity and something in makassar i would say it's not there isn't proper institution in terms of the university that can uh, you know give you um, a decent in uh, our proper education about arts and humanities Hmm. So we were kind of like upset with that kind of, um, you know. So why don't we create our own university? Why don't we uh, um, make it our own? And also, we also have a friend who know how to how to create a real university. So he had that experience before. So and he told us like, okay, this one that you need, this one that you need. Ah, I think it's uh, there's still possibility of looking for that. So yeah, I think we don't have like the uh, afraid of um, making institution uh, at all. At all. Hmm. Thank you for being part of this conversation. Thank you so much as well for the nice conversations. Thank you for listening. If you want to listen to more conversations, please subscribe to our channel. You can find more about the UNASSA residency program and each participant at www.onasis.org. This series is produced by Onassis Air. Thanks to Nikos Kolias, the sound designer of the series, and to Nikos Liberis for providing the original music intro theme. <laughs>